Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Wild Manifestations podcast. I'm your host. I'm Heather Ione. I am a spiritual life coach and a manifestation teacher. And in this podcast, we talk all about manifestation and the law of attraction, as well as other universal laws, helping you to understand them and actually apply them in your daily life to see success with manifestation. We talk about overcoming different limiting beliefs and mindset blocks that can keep you stuck and prevent you from actualizing that life that you want to create for yourself. We talk about raising your energetic vibration through different lifestyle and wellness practices so that you can become more magnetic to what you want to manifest. And lastly, we talk about doing a lot of the inner work, the shadow work, the self-discovery work, all of those things so that you can improve your mindset and your emotional state and see success with manifestation. I created this podcast and my coaching practice to deliver you all of the tools and the insights that you need to help you become a deliberate creator of your life. And I am super excited for today's podcast episode because I am having on my good friend, Risa, in today's podcast episode, and she is just amazing. I don't know if you can tell once you listen to this podcast, but we absolutely love each other. (laughs) I met Risa. It's so funny. I met her like two months ago. I actually met her at that event that I talked about um, that my good friend Jennifer had, which was a manifestation event. And I led this workshop on how we can get clear on what we want to manifest. And Risa came to that and we had connected briefly on Instagram when she asked about coming to the event. And then we spoke again when we were actually at the manifestation event and we just immediately clicked. And she does really, really similar work as I do. She's super obsessed with manifestation and the law of attraction. So immediately we just started vibing and we went out for coffee together, became BFFs on the spot. We asked each other so many questions about manifestation and the law of attraction. She was so curious about my story with manifestation and the questions that she was asking me. It was like, I was able to just go so deep with her. And this is just such an amazing friendship. And it's just funny how Risa will talk about on this podcast episode that she manifested our friendship. And it's just crazy how when you have the law of attraction on your side, you have the universe on your side, you're not trying to force a friendship. You're not trying to force something to happen. All of the pieces just come together so perfectly. And we get exactly what we asked for, exactly what we wanted to manifest and more. Risa is a life coach as well. She coaches on manifestation and teaches people about it. She also is an NLP practitioner and NLP is neuro-linguistic programming. So I've learned so much about that from her as well. And she is also really interested in divine feminine, divine masculine, sexuality, tapping into the divine feminine, relationships and love and all of those topics. So I'm super excited to see 
see how her business starts to evolve as she begins to incorporate these pieces as well. We talk about so much in today's episode. We talk about manifestation and the law of attraction. We talk about synchronicities, synchronicities in meeting each other, how we both had the same photo on our vision board. We talk about angel numbers. We talk about spirituality. We really get into it in this podcast episode. And I have a feeling that this one is going to be one of the favorites of Wild Manifestations listeners. So I'm really excited to hear what you guys think of this podcast. If you enjoy this episode, please share it with your friends on Instagram and leave a review on Apple Podcast. That would mean so, so, so much to me and would help other women to receive these messages as well. I really want to empower as many women as possible so that they can realize they can actually create their dream life. They can become a deliberate creator of their life in the same way that I have, in the same way that Risa has. So please help this message get out to your friends. If you are interested in this podcast episode, I guarantee one of your friends is going to be interested in it as well. But anyways, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for pressing play. And with all of that being said, let's get into today's podcast episode. Welcome, Risa, to the Wild Manifestations podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. I know. I am too. I knew like right from the moment that we met each other, an interview would be in the future. Collaborations would be in the future. I just knew like this is meant to be. We're going to be besties. We're going to do so many podcast episodes together. It's very surreal because you are a manifestation. And this is a manifestation, so it's a manifestation within another Oh my gosh, that's so cool. It's cool when the universe lets things unfold for you. Yeah, yeah. Because we met each other in like a really synchronistic way too. That was so crazy. Can you actually share that a little bit before we get started? <laughs> okay, so I was on Instagram and Lauren had shared your Instagram story talking mm-hmm. about a manifestation event. Mm-hmm. And I was blown away because I'm not used to knowing other people around me who are into this line of work. Yeah. So when I saw the post, I was like, oh my God, a local mm-hmm. who talks <laughs> my language. So I followed you right away. I got my tickets for the event right away, which was very unlike me because first of all, I had a very big event that night. Mm-hmm. So I knew I was going to be cutting into my time to get ready. And I didn't know anyone else there. So Mm -hmm. I usually don't do things alone. Yeah. And I messaged you 
and we just like hit it off from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And you were like, Oh, like I'm like really trying to find people that are like minded and stuff. And like, I think you mentioned like you wanted to join a book club or something. And I was like, Oh, well I'm starting a book club and you should come. And it was just like this perfect moment. And ever since then we've been hanging out and it was just so crazy. It was so meant to be how everything just like lined up. And next thing you know, we're getting coffee every week and talking for hours about manifestation and stuff like that. And it was really weird for me too, like meeting someone else who does this type of coaching who you can just talk to about manifestation for hours upon hours. So, oh, I was so excited. Without trying to sell each other. Right. Yeah. Without. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Neither one of us is trying to get the other one to become a client and we're just hanging out and talking, which is so refreshing in the coaching industry. Like it's very, it's very difficult to just make friends with other coaches. Like normally people just want to sell each other. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So it was, safe and flowing from the very beginning, which Mm -hmm. has been a really great example in every area of my life. It's so clear the difference between something forced and the universe flowing, just like this naturally progressing relationship Mm -hmm. that is so expansive for everyone involved compared to something we're like forcing, like you're into the same thing. We have to be friends. We have to make this work. Yeah. It's been very fun. Absolutely. So the first question that I always ask everyone when they're on the podcast is what is the most wild thing that you have ever manifested? Oh, you know, it's like I listen to all of your podcast episodes and I feel like I'm still never prepared for my answers for this question. (laughs) The most wild thing that I've ever manifested, I would say uh, the home that my son and I live in. Okay. Because we were in a challenging part of our lives. Well, he was a baby, but it was a difficult time. And I just knew that I needed a better environment for him. And I didn't know how to get there. And I was very scared. But every single night, I would just visualize what our life would be like and feel like. And I would visualize us just like in our own home and Mm. the way we'd make it feel. And I kid you not, that is our life right now, times Mm. 10. To the very last detail, this house is exactly what I was dreaming about every single night. Mm, That's so cool. Was there anything that like specific that you were seeing too in your visualizations? Um, I'm a little crazy. (laughs) I knew I wanted a makeup vanity in my master bathroom. Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted a smart home. Mm. And... Like, I just wanted blessings in the home. Like, I wanted it to be really beautiful, and I wanted it to feel safe, and I wanted it to be new. I really wanted, like, clear energy in the home and just, like, really random specific things, and this home was brand new. The builder was including all of the smart home features just included, like, no extras. Wow, that's amazing. It was fantastic. It was everything that I could have wanted. I wanted a three bedroom, three bath. It's three bedroom, three bath. It is two story. I've always wanted two story. It's just literally anything that I put on my vision board Mm -hmm. and everything that I would dream about. That's what this house is. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. (laughs) Do you have any um, like favorite manifestation techniques that you use? I love writing. So I script quite often. But that's where it's funny because 
I don't know my human design, whether I'm a like specific or non-specific manifester, like Mm -hmm. we're talking about, but this is where I get confused because when I'm scripting, I am so detailed. So Mm -hmm. I have, when I start scripting, whatever topic it may be, let's just say like either a career or a person, then the first pages are just like details, not even sentences, just like features and stuff like this. After that, I write sentences in past tense, like gratitude sentences. Like, I'm so thankful that we did this. I'm Mm. so thankful that it has this. So I'm very detailed when I'm scripting, but when I'm visualizing, I use my senses. So I'm detailed in what I'm seeing so I can really get myself into that moment. Mm -hmm. But I'm very vague and open. Like when I manifest my partner, like I'm not specific on like he has to be six foot three and like very specific (laughs) things like that it's more so just the feeling that I'm trying to manifest yeah yeah absolutely I think like you can kind of go back and forth like I haven't done research into like what specific manifestors like are and what a non-specific manifester would be so I'm not exactly sure but I'm assuming specific means you manifest like very specific things like a certain car and features and things like that that you want And like, I have always been a very specific manifester, but when it came to my relationship, I was very vague and I was focusing on the feeling that I wanted and, um, the type of personality that I wanted in somebody and how they made me feel. And like the, the feeling of like support and just like love and lightheartedness and stuff like that. But I know other women, I've heard stories of them like scripting, like, oh, like this height and this hair color. <laughs> I get and it. I actually heard a few stories too of women that manifested exactly what they wanted. And they had like the model like appearance that they wrote down, but like the person ended up being like abusive or something like that. Oh, so, yeah, that sounds like my life. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been there. I get it. That's why I try not to be so specific because it's like, in case I'm missing anything. Like- yeah this is the feeling that I want. Mm -hmm. We're just going to tap into that. And that's, what's exciting Mm -hmm. because that's a big part of why these techniques work for me Mm -hmm. because all manifesting is, is like whatever techniques work for you, all it is, is getting yourself to that energy, aligning yourself with that energy, whatever way that works for you. And there's no right way to manifest. No, there's no one set way. And that's why I respect your podcast so much. And I gravitated to you so quickly is because unfortunately that is not a common thing that you hear in manifesting. You hear this way or no way. We're turning it into its own like indoctrinated religion instead of this beautiful flowing experience, this expansive, ever evolving experience that it truly is. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that you said that. It's so true. And like the spirituality is like that it tends to be very rigid a lot of times and manifestation as well and coaching and business and we just think like everything has to look like this but we're all just completely unique people so it works for one person is not going to work for another you know but like you were saying today like yes there are things that you can do that are incorrect and they are wrong and they can halt your manifesting process, you know, like certain limiting beliefs that you have or feelings towards yourself, obviously. But as far as like techniques, it's whatever works for you. 
And that's why I want, I hope that people get that from this podcast, from hearing you talk and from other people that, you know, they can pick and choose what works for them and what makes them feel like they're on the right path. Absolutely. Because you've said before that when you would visualize at first, you would go for hours. Yeah. When I would visualize, I only would visualize for 15 minutes a night because I only had from when my son went to bed to when I would fall asleep, which was Mm -hmm. very, very shortly (laughs) after. So yeah, it's what works for one. Mm -hmm. Great. And that's why we can have so many coaches. And that's why there is abundance in the universe because of our little quirks that we mm-hmm. try to hide to make everyone happy. Yeah. But that is why you're going to succeed in what you do is by accepting things and finding people who flow with your unique personality traits that you're letting shine through mm-hmm. instead of conforming because then we're all doing the same thing. Then yeah. We don't yeah. need multiple coaches. Right. Yeah. And everyone needs a different language. You know, everyone will take something that like all of a sudden one person just says something to you and it just breaks through. And you're like, oh my God, I needed that. And it's like people might have been saying that to you for your entire life, but all of a sudden someone will just word it in a different way and all of a sudden it makes sense and it gets through. And that's why we need different coaches and different messages, you know? And that's why I really hope that all these coaches that I'm seeing overcome their imposter syndrome and all these different healers, because the world needs us, you know, we all bring something new to the table. Mm-hmm. And that kind of shadows back to everything we we're talking about earlier, as far as I'm glad I met you when I did, because Again, another thing we were talking about is people can only meet you where they're at, like their level of understanding. And before when I was buying into the narrative that everything sucks and life is out to get you, Mm -hmm. then I wouldn't have been able to maintain our friendship Mm -hmm. because I wasn't there for myself, so I couldn't be there for you. Yeah. And now like it's divine timing that we're in this place because I support you and I want your success equal to mine. Mm -hmm. I don't see one or the other. That's not what it is whatsoever. By you expanding, that's also expanding me. Mm -hmm. Like it's expanding everyone in your energetic field. It's beautiful. It's an opportunity. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Such a beautiful message to like overcoming that sisterhood wound. (sighs) Oh my gosh. Like if we just... I always felt like this growing up, like one woman's success meant that like I couldn't be successful, you know? And I think that that's just because like, it's not even something that someone says to us, but it's like you grow up seeing there just aren't as many women at the table. There aren't as many women doing this. There aren't as many women making that much money, you know, and stuff like that. And we sort of just unknowingly get programmed to believe that like we're in competition with each other. And I also was like in that place up until a couple years ago. And I would say like maybe like a year or two ago around the time I met Sierra and all of my new friends was when I started to realize like, oh, wow, like we can all support each other and we can all be successful. And we literally rise by lifting each other up. And there's no reason to feel jealous. Like now whenever one of my friends says that something amazing happens to them, I'm like, that's incredible. I'm so freaking happy for you. And I feel that joy for them. And that used to not be there because there's just like this underlying jealousy or something. Yeah. Instead Mm -hmm. of like tapping into that energy with them and Mm -hmm. like rising with them, we've all been there. And like you said, it's not something that anyone tells us to do. It's just 
kind of like programmed into us. Yeah. If one has it, the other can't, and they just must be lucky. Yep. And <laughs> like somebody like see like I've I've seen a friend and maybe their boyfriend opens the door for them. I'm like, well, there's the only guy who'll ever open a door <laughs> for someone else. Like these crazy things. Uh-huh. Like you get what you put your mind to, and that is yes, it's something that is said in spirituality, but it's something that I've been practicing the study of and like the science of with NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. Like mm-hmm. That's just how life works. We see what we want to see. Yes. Period. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's so true. So for the people who don't know you and they don't know the work that you're doing, can you tell us a little bit about it? I'm a little bit of everything. <laughs> um, I am Lisa. Hi, guys. Um, I am a spirituality and mindset mentor. And basically, I have one-on-one clients that I work with to really understand life on a different level. I think that's really the best way I can put it. I like to work with my one-on-one clients to really understand the programs of their life. Mm -hmm. So I help them understand the roles of the subconscious mind. And by doing so, they can heal issues from the past Mm -hmm. and I'm really big on healing our mindset and our limiting beliefs before doing anything else because yes you may manifest one thing or two things but you cannot sustain the life that you are wanting to call in on a crumbling foundation you need to solidify that mindset foundation and then your manifestations become second nature Mm -hmm. so I'm really big on that and I just love the just different spiritual dynamics at play. I love tarot and I love all these different factors of spirituality. Mm -hmm. So, and you pull that into your coaching as well. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So I like to learn a a bunch of different things, but through my different practices in trying all these different fields, Mm -hmm. There's a few things that I am really called to. Mm-hmm. I really love channeling and a lot of intuitive work. Mm-hmm. So I use those practices in my one-on-one coaching. Um, I do little workshops. So it's been really fun and really expansive. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're at right now. It's difficult because I love speaking. Mm-hmm. Truly, like public speaking events are where I thrive, but covid yeah (laughs) divine timing so it's just Uh a lot of preparation work until that can get back to normal yeah yeah that happened to me too I know how you feel (laughs) that was really upsetting I like just got to the point where I started doing events and then covid happened and I was like well now what are we gonna do (laughs) time to start those podcasts huh hey thank god yeah I know right timing Mm -hmm. and just wait I'm speaking it into existence how grateful I am for we're just gonna go on we are going on tour around the world and just shaking oh wow that's a big manifestation going hey i'm excited yeah i'm ready for it you didn't tell me this plan before so this is this is new to me well now i know spoken now so sorry about it there we go so you also pull in nlp as well right so I am familiar with NLP being in like the coaching industry, but I feel like a lot of people listening aren't familiar with NLP. So can you explain what that is to us? 
Yes, I can. So everything happens for a reason. (laughs) Um, I was actually in a relationship where he was very fact-based. So I never shoved my work down anyone's throat. Mm -hmm. This is what I talk about. This is who I am. Um, If you have questions, I'm here to talk about it. But it's not like I shoved my work down his throat, made him talk about it. But he would ask about it. He was very interested. But he didn't like my approach. My approach is kind of Mm woo-woo, so they say. Like, Mm -hmm. I can listen to Abraham Hicks and, like, I'm good to go. Like, I'm all for it. I get the energy. I get talking about the vortex. Mm-hmm. nope not his thing yeah he needed facts and then I realized that NLP so neurolinguistic programming is basically the study of the subconscious mind so NLP is to me the scientific reason why manifestation works right mm-hmm. it has been so beautiful and so expansive because I really do love working with male clients as well Mm -hmm. I love that dynamic and I respect that they are more fact-based when they need to learn something so I like having the language and the understanding to help them understand as well Mm -hmm. because sometimes they hear vortex or manifest they're like this is crazy what are you talking about what's this new fad but when I say the same sentence, but with NLP terms. Yes. <laughs> because of your subconscious mind programming, you're doing this, this, and this. And they're like, oh, oh mm-hmm. my God, I get it. Like, yeah. now I understand. So it's just another language and scientific facts to back up manifestation. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And that's my favorite thing about what I've learned about NLP is like all these coaches that have gotten NLP certified, I think it comes with like five or seven different certifications attached to it. They are able to talk about how it works in the mind and how it works in the body. And I'm very much like you where I'm like, I'm good with Abraham Hicks. You know, like that's all I need. Like I take a very spiritual perspective to all of this. So I really do enjoy when I listen to those types of people explain exactly why it works. And this is reminding me too, we're right now we're reading a Joe Dispenza book together for a book club, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Oh my gosh, it's so good. There's this one chapter where he is explaining how manifestation actually works. It's very, very involved. Like I have no idea how to explain it, but it's just so fascinating to like see that there is science that proves manifestation in the world, in our minds, in our bodies. You and I went to a tattoo artist, Walter, who was explaining how it works in plants, like literally the same sequence of events that happen on an energetic level. And it's so amazing to me that people have that language to explain it because we need that. Absolutely. Because it is happening all around us. Yeah. We are manifesting whether we're intending to or not. Yeah. And that is mind blowing. And truly, I have, I pride myself in who I've been as a mother since day one. But after NLP, I am 10 times, 100 times, a billion times the mother that I ever was because I am just understanding my son and understanding his mind. And he's in a very crucially developmental age right now Mm -hmm. where I'm doing the best I can. I'm just giving him love and support and 
no parent is perfect, but I really feel like I am accommodating this developmental time with the techniques that I learned through NLP. So understanding mm. that instead of saying, don't spill the cup, and then the image in their head is spilling a cup. <laughs> instead, I say, make sure your cup is upright. Simple little things like that change everything. Oh, because wow. when you say those words, they don't see words in their head. They see an image. When you mm. say, don't spill the cup, all they see is spilling the cup. Yeah. They can't help it. We can't help it. That's why when we, you know, just like in manifestation, they say, don't talk about the things that you don't want. Mm -hmm. Manifest the things that you do want. Talk about the things that you do want. Why is that? Because just because we say, I don't want this, it doesn't matter because that's mm -hmm. the image in your head. Yeah. So these things, if we can, if I can help him or anyone at such an early age, it's really going to give him an advantage through his life. And I'm really yeah. excited about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just so thankful that there's all these children growing up with moms that are healers and moms that study the subconscious mind and who are coaches and stuff like that, because so many of us didn't have the tools that we needed. And like we had to then go into our 20s and buy hundreds of books on Amazon <laughs> And watch so many documentaries and listen to so many podcasts before we were like, whoa, this is what actually happened, you know, and to be able to actually incorporate those tools now when he's that age, like it's just going to save them so much in the future and it's going to impact them in huge, huge ways. They're just going to be so much better off than so many of us were like having to then develop those tools in adulthood and go back and do the inner child healing and all of that stuff. I mean, it's helpful, but that, I mean, he's just so lucky to already have that in his life. I, I am so excited just to see what comes from this. And he's always been a really good boy, but ever since that, like we've been working on all of this and I've been showing up in a completely different way energetically he's just shifted. He is just so patient and loving. And every morning he wakes up and says, mommy, my third eye is ready to go. <laughs> every night when he goes to bed, he says uh -huh. affirmations. So he's going to bed saying, I am smart. I am happy. Mm -hmm. I am kind. Mm -hmm. I'm not shoving any beliefs down anyone's throat. Even my son, it's like he is free to see the world however he wants, but I am going to come at him from a place of love. Mm -hmm. And that is what his home environment is going to be with me. Mm -hmm. And then he is free to make the choices that he makes. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have to do this to be a part of my life, but this is who I am. Mm -hmm. So that's what he's getting exposed to. And I'm, I'm very proud of my approach. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that you use it with him too. I feel like so many women, they go and they do it with themselves and they sort of keep it separate a little bit from their partners and from their families. And like, even I am like guilty of that. Like I kind of just close my office door and do Reiki or whatever and kind of do my rituals in private. But I think it's important that they see that and they're a part of that as well. Absolutely. I don't want to hide my mistakes from him and mm -hmm. I don't want to shield myself. I want him to know that people make mistakes sometimes and life is a journey. We have to just make the most of every single day. Not everything is going to be perfect and that's okay too. Mm -hmm. But 
this is life and this is how we learn. So he's really going to have a really balanced approach. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm also wondering too, I feel like people are just sort of like opening up to this idea of the subconscious mind when they get involved in manifestation and all of a sudden they start hearing, oh, mindset is really important. And then mindset becomes really big. Um, and I feel like there's been a lot of talk about what it is, but not so much how to actually like work with the subconscious mind and mindset and stuff like that. So what do you recommend if you're interested in getting involved in manifestation, you want to do more work on limiting beliefs and mindset, what sort of like tools and practices do you like to use or do you recommend to people? Um, I think a big part of the subconscious mind is really understanding that from ages zero to seven, every single thing that happens to you is the program that the rest of your life runs off of. Hmm. unless unless you identify that and most of us don't Mm -hmm. so we're running on programs and beliefs of people that we didn't really choose to believe this and it's not even like oh I grew up in a religious household and that's why I was religious it's not even as like big picture as that it's down to the nitty-gritty so if you grew up in a household that money was hard to come by that is a belief that is instilled in you Mm-hmm. You never had to say it. You never had to hear it from your parents, but it's a program within you. So we can truly identify that everything in our lives is a pattern that's repeating. Mm-hmm. The subconscious mind is very powerful. I don't know if anyone could ever truly have a full understanding of it because it's so evolving and beautiful and complex yet it makes sense Mm -hmm. it runs the show and what we really need to do is one of the easiest ways to identify the decisions in our life and see if it's something we're choosing or not is to sit with anything that comes up with anything you're feeling any emotion that you're feeling and say why am I feeling like this Mm -hmm. and I know people are quick to disregard that and be like okay why am I feeling this way but truly is this something that you are choosing or is there something else behind this? Yeah. Tony Robbins has a documentary on Netflix and it's amazing. But is it you, I'm Not Your Guru? It is. I'm oh my God. Guru. I just watched that. Did it you? was amazing. Good. Yeah. Because you, you and Jen like you. talked about it. you. I watched it because of you guys. Oh my Good. God. It was phenomenal. I right? like, I cried so many times. I was so happy. I watched it twice. Two days back to back. It was so good. So the oh section my God. where he's talking to that girl and she stands up and he's like, "What? You know, why are you here?" And she's like, "I want to eat better." Oh right. Yeah. Ten minutes mm-hmm. later, it's not. It was her issue had nothing to do with what she was eating. Mm-hmm. It was that her, you know, some issue that she had with her father. I'm not going to spoil it. Everyone go watch it. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. But that is our life. We project that whatever current situation is the end-all be-all and we aren't identifying that this is a pattern that we are playing out from our childhood any parental figure that you have in your life any guardian so in my case I had my mom and dad but I also had a grandma that was like a third parent Mm -hmm. so a lot of the times people say oh you manifest somebody like you're opposite sex parent if you you know whatever your dynamic is but that is not true 
you actually attract a partner that is like the parent that wounded you the most. You can come from amazing parents that has nothing to do with it. You can come, like, let's say you had a wonderful household, but one parent worked all the time and you just missed them. So you are subconsciously pulling in partners that you're missing Hmm. or things like that. Like that is kind of like a trauma bond. So this is a pattern that we repeat. It's very important to identify little patterns that we can find in our lives and try to track it down so we can heal them. Mm -hmm. It's just going to keep repeating until we learn the lesson. Yeah, I completely agree. And it kind of reminds me, one of my friends who also studied NLP, um, she told me that all of your beliefs and your feelings about like all of your values and stuff like that, those are actually all stored in the subconscious mind. And, you know, I feel like we, we talk about how impactful the subconscious mind is. And I feel like people, they know it's there, but they think it's a little bit woo woo. Like it's a little bit bullshit. Right. But the thing is like, if you look at your beliefs, you literally don't even have to think about them. You've embodied them. They're automatic. They're like so, so automatic. You don't even have to like explain why you feel that way. That just is 100% your reality in what you view as truth. You know, like we're like this with our political stances, for example, you know, and that's because it's stored in your subconscious mind. And that's why I've been getting interested in hypnotherapy recently because I was like, I just want to go right to the subconscious mind and work with the subconscious mind. And it's really cool how when you peel back that conscious mind that's thinking, that monkey brain, all of a sudden you get access to that subconscious mind and you can put new thoughts in there and like reprogram your subconscious mind on your own But another thing I learned is people don't realize their phones are actually hypnotizing them throughout the day. And you'll just be on Instagram in a state of hypnosis for two hours, filling your brain up with God knows what, every single thing that you're seeing. So we really do have to be conscious of what we're taking in. And I feel like it's it's difficult, but it can be done once you know like what approaches to take. Absolutely. And that's, a ooh, you hit it right on the head with that one. We have to be conscious of what we're taking in yeah, because it is affecting us whether we want to believe it is or not. Yes. So, you know, the opportunities are around us at all times. One of my favorite lessons in NLP and the modalities and rules of the subconscious mind is that you are getting 2.3 billion bits of information per second. Oh my God. (laughs) Clearly you're not conscious of all of that. We would go nuts. But the bits Uh that we are conscious of come through our filters. Mm -hmm. There's a few different factors in that. Our filters can be our mood, our environment, whatever we're thinking. So let's use that example. We're in a society where everyone kind of grows up in this world of everything sucks, life is out to get you. So that is a filter out of 2.3 billion bits of information per second. We are only pulling the things in our environment that match that belief that life is out to get us. When you choose to see opportunity, that's why you see it. So let's talk Mm. synchronicities and manifestation. Okay. Why are we seeing this? Like, that's so crazy. I said, I wanted to find a $5 bill and then I found a $5 bill. It was there the whole time. You didn't poof it there. It was there the whole time. 
but you switched the filters in your mind. 2.3 billion bits per second. That's an insane amount of opportunity that we can tap into at any given time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. That's so cool. And I've definitely like, I can speak to that. Like I've noticed that in my life when I get really excited about finding money, I find money everywhere. Like I find money on the ground all the time, you know? And yeah, I mean, it, it was there, but all of a sudden it's like your brain is just like searching for it. And you've removed those almost like, I almost see the filters as like, limiting beliefs and like blockages like you've removed that so you can see more clearly and focus on what you do actually want to call in what you do actually want to bring into your life absolutely an example that I use for my clients is that before you really understand the program before you understand the difference between subconscious mind and conscious you're just taking like you're calling shotgun in your own life and you're Mm -hmm. letting whatever Beliefs and ideals that society's programmed into you, that's driving your life and you're in shotgun. Mm-hmm. When you identify that you can change any narrative in your life and that nothing at all has a meaning except for the meaning that you give it, mm-hmm. you take control. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be the end of the world unless you make it the end of the world. You call the shots in everything. So, it's very, very empowering mm-hmm. should you choose to take on that responsibility that you can frame anything the way you want it to be. It's really yeah. taking responsibility. It's choosing to not be a victim anymore. Yeah, I like that you say that. You do have to take responsibility for your life at some point, you know. And that's what I love about like the people that do come for coaching they are ready to take responsibility for their life. And they're like, all right, like I'm sick of seeing these narratives. I'm sick of seeing these limiting beliefs. I'm sick of holding myself back and I'm going to change things. And I just love that like feeling of empowerment. It just makes me so happy when people are finally in that place where they're ready to take action and they're ready to stop just replaying that same narrative because we really just get used to it. You know, and we sort of just tell ourselves like, nope, this is the way it's going to be. And as much as other people try and help us, like you're not ready for the help until you're ready for it and you're ready to take responsibility for your life. Absolutely. And that's why you are a phenomenal coach, though, because you don't set yourself out to be the only way to do things. Mm you help them heal those limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. Anyone, you can watch a YouTube video and go like manifest something random, one or two things. Like I said before, you can manifest little things. You are manifesting your whole life, every single second of it. But when you are consciously calling in your life, there's a lot of things you need to work through because you can manifest what you're not (laughs) worthy, what you don't believe that you're worthy of. And you as a coach... I've seen you with clients and I've seen the content that you post so inspiring because you're really helping them take their power back and realize that they have Mm. to do the inner work to get the outer results. Oh my gosh. That makes me so happy. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you. It's been so expansive in my life. So thank Mm, you. That just made me so happy. (laughs) I'm like trying to take time to like receive comments or like compliments now, you know, like I feel like that's a big thing is to not be like, oh yeah, like we tend to really focus on like things that we're not doing well at. 
And that's something I do with my clients is like to recognize those wins in your progress. And I'm definitely taking more time to do that for myself now too. And like fully receive compliments. So thank you so much. That makes me so happy. It's so true though. Like I always, I say it again and again and again, like I'm sure people are sick of hearing me say this, but it's not the law of attraction that's complicated. It's that we are complicated and we just have all this garbage. Like we have so many limiting beliefs. We have all these like different feelings of unworthiness and self-doubt and procrastination. We're (laughs) self-sabotaging. And then people wonder, like they watch this manifestation YouTube video and they wonder why it's not working, you know? Well, that's a role of the subconscious mind too. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. the subconscious mind is truly there, just like ego. It's there Mm -hmm. to keep you safe, ultimately. Yeah. When we go through something traumatic as a child, what the subconscious mind does is it kind of holds it back from us. Mm -hmm. And then it won't bring it back up. Like, it, it won't bring that memory, anything like that about it back up, but it will kind of throw the situation at you in similar environments. So... The most common example that I can think of is, say you have issues with your father. He's always like leaving. You don't have a father figure in your life. You wish you did. You miss your dad. Okay. Fast forward. Now you keep getting all these boyfriends and you have quote unquote daddy issues. Mm. Well, you think you're going crazy. You don't understand why this keeps happening to you. Woe is me. Typical program. Mm -hmm. But... That's a role of the subconscious mind. You were so hurt by your dad leaving that your subconscious mind keeps projecting that. Maybe you're in a healthy relationship right now, but your Mm. subconscious mind is projecting that pain into your relationship now to Um. see if you are ready to deal with it now. And then usually we're not because we don't understand why it's happening. Mm. We just think it's what is going on? Why is this not working? Why am I so clingy right now why am I doubting him even though he's giving me every reason not to it's because it's an old program playing Mm -hmm. out seeing if you're ready to deal with it yeah that can feel crushing if you don't know what that is yeah but your subconscious mind you can identify and like I said sit with yourself and ask yourself what am I really feeling and why Mm -hmm. that can tell you the difference is this a program playing out what is truly going on yeah yeah And I also would recommend to like stream of consciousness journaling, like do that if you're doing this practice, because first you have to get all the garbage out of your head that's in your conscious thinking brain right now. And you have to like get rid of everything that's in your head and then really tap into that next layer and sit with it and be more intentional. Because if you just ask yourself like, oh, why am I thinking this way? Like, why am I feeling this way? Just randomly as you're walking around, you're not really immersed in it you're not really taking that time for yourself it's not really until you pull out that journal and you're like all right I'm gonna spend some time and I'm gonna think about this that then you have those breakthroughs and you have those epiphanies and also you said like it tends to drive you crazy but it also drives the people in your life crazy too and I remember like back when I had feelings of abandonment And in my past relationship, I was always like projecting that, you know, and I remember like it driving my friends and my boyfriend so crazy and it was really just my own issue, you know, so it could be really impactful and hurtful even for the people in your life 
if you don't resolve it. Absolutely. You just have to see life with grace. Mm -hmm. Grace for who you were back then. Grace for who you are now. Mm -hmm. Grace for people in the light in your life. Because when we were talking about this earlier too, but when mm -hmm. you take that too far and you're like, oh my God, this this healing like narrative that we tend to take on in our relationships or our friendships, and we're like, but you know, I know why they're doing this. So let me stay. And because they had a rough home life. So oh my gosh, you know, yeah. we excuse bad behavior, but let me tell you, mm -hmm. if it is causing you to go against the core values of who you are, mm -hmm. you need to cut it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be malicious, but you need to cut it. A friendship or relationship, a family member, I don't care. Mm -hmm. Just because you understand where they're coming from or who they might be, if they're family blood, I don't care. Yeah. If it is draining you and taking away from who you are as a person, it needs to be done. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And you do have to, unfortunately, take steps like that if you want to reach your full potential and you want to manifest your dream life. And I remember, I think I told you this before, when I got really interested in manifestation and I was like, all right, I'm going to do it this time. I was cutting people out of my life and I was going around my house and around my apartment and I was getting rid of everything that caused a negative trigger. And I mean everything. Like I would have books on the shelf and I'd, I would look at it and every time I would see it, I would feel guilty because I didn't read it. And I would be like, oh, that book has been sitting there for five years and I never read it and I'm never going to and I should have read that by now. And just random things like that. And I had to just really do this overhaul and clear out everything that was causing me pain, everything that was really just a trigger for me. And that included people. And I cannot tell you how much better I felt after just going through my apartment and doing that. I literally felt like a different person. And it seems so it seems so ridiculous how effective it was. You know what I mean? Like how could just clearing out your house make you feel so much better? And it's not like I was decluttering, but I was being extremely intentional with what was in my life and how it was making me feel. And when I did that, I actually found so much more success with manifestation just because I cleared out my apartment in my room, you know? You absolutely will. That was actually... I don't know if I think you do remember that was one of our first conversations that was the day we met up by ourselves outside mm, of the manifestation mm -hmm. event and you said that and I was just blown away because again that plays in a subconscious mind too mm -hmm. these things are taking our energy and we're yes. not even consciously like looking at them yes uh-huh it could be just like away. a microsecond yeah absolutely mm -hmm. every why we even talked about it that day and I don't even know why I confess this that day because I'm still healing a program in my life that it's not safe to talk about things that I'm going through. It's not safe for me to talk about my feelings in friendships. Mm -hmm. um, but I was telling you, and I just had this deep calling to tell you the story. And I didn't know why, because it's a little crazy. Mm -hmm. I was letting you know that the other, you know, that the other day I was in my house and I just kept getting this like nudge, like go in your pantry right now. Like, mm -hmm. Why do I need to go in the pantry right now? And I'm standing in there like, okay, 
what, like what's up. Yeah. And then I just started like organizing my pantry. And when an ex and I broke up, I threw out, you know, gifts, like pictures, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So I thought I cleared everything. Yeah. But there were different things like, you know, I eat crunchy peanut butter. He only ate creamy peanut butter. So like it was his peanut butter in the Mm -hmm. pantry and it was different drinks that he would drink. All of his stuff was in the pantry. Mm -hmm. So something as stupid as peanut butter was literally weighing on my mind, on my energy. I was like, holy shit. I was literally getting called to the pantry. And this is literally why, because every time I was going in here, it wasn't conscious, Mm -hmm. but my energy was being pulled to a situation that I'm still healing through and it's not helping. Yeah. So I could get rid of all that stuff and move forward. It's a clearing. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so true. And you know, one of the reasons why I think it helped for me so much is because I don't know if I said this, but I normally don't share this part when I say like I cleared out my apartment and everything. I think at least an entire garbage bag was stuff from my boyfriend and it was like a very toxic relationship. And so a lot of the things I cleared out were relating to him and would just remind me of like an argument and stuff like that. So, oh my gosh, that peanut butter story is just, (laughs) it reminds me so much of that moment because so much of that was just like, wow, I feel like a thousand times better without his energy being in my apartment or in my bedroom anymore. And that's why we need to share our stories because yeah. if me talking about And that's why you need to be vulnerable. Yes. yes. <laughs> I get it, Rex. I get it. Like I'm trying over here. Uh-huh. Oh my god. But it's true. It's the little things that make us connect with people. Those mm-hmm. are our sparks. Mhm. So it's it's powerful taking back your energy and really taking notice of drains in your life. It's very important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm curious, how did you get into this whole world of manifestation? Another thing that we bonded right from the beginning. Yes, but um, they don't know about this. <laughs> yeah, It's just so funny. Like it was finding you literally felt like really universe, like, you really gave me all the things. Aww, like you really did so the damn sweet. thing. <laughs> so expansive. Like it's literally, you can't have everything. Like yeah. I have to remind myself that every day, like mm-hmm. no, it exists. Like you have examples in your life that you can have everything that you want. Yeah. So um, my, my parents and my grandma, my Mima, she's like mm, my number one. Mm-hmm. They were very spiritual. So I grew up watching The Secret. Mm-hmm. At any given time, Abraham Hicks was playing in the background of my house. Wow, so, that's amazing. Right? I yeah. wish I would have actually paid attention to that <laughs> But I know everything happens for a reason with all that. But yeah, I was always exposed to it. I made like a vision board. And, mm-hmm. like, I didn't do anything about it. Um, but I also, back then, I didn't really pay attention to the things I was listening to with mm-hmm. it. So I didn't take into effect how powerful manifesting really is and how, yeah. again, we're doing it, whether we're setting intentions or not. Mm-hmm. And I was romanticizing things that I shouldn't have been. 
I specifically remember watching the the music video for Love the Way You Lie by Oh Eminem. my gosh, yeah. And like, oh my god, like they love each other so much. Oh. And they're like fighting but they love each other and like that music video literally made me sick to my stomach well, when I watched yeah. it. I'm glad that some people got that reaction instead of like yeah. oh, look at that love that even Oh no, I was like so other. disturbed. I was like, they made this a music video? Oh my gosh. Well, we are two sides of the spectrum because I <laughs> found beauty in uh-huh. can I curse on here yeah of course because I found beauty in complete shit yeah which is what I manifested in my life until I learned what? the difference oh, oh my, my god so yeah <laughs> I was exposed to it and then um when I had my son I was in a really bad place my grandma passed away about a year before and when she passed away I fully hit rock bottom but to the point where I just didn't care anymore. Mm. So law of attraction. I only attracted people and situations in my life that mirrored back to me that I don't matter and nobody cares about me. Yeah. So fast forward, still living that belief. But then I have my son and I'm looking at him just born. And I'm saying, how could I ask you to make the most of your life when I'm making nothing of mine? And then it petrified me because Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, look at the home that you're growing up in. Mm -hmm. You cannot grow up thinking that this is what love looks like because it's not. And it petrified me. So that's when I started visualizing every night what my life would look and feel like with him. And that's when I returned back to the work. So return back to healing that wound I had with God and Mm. religion and turning back to what I found true spirituality and just like this love and peace. And I tapped into that. And then when my manifestation came true, like the massive one with the house, I was like, I can't not pursue this with my whole entire life because this Mm. is who I am as a person. Like this is everything to me. I can't see anything like a rock on the ground. I can't see anything in life without seeing divinity in it now. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Mm, That's amazing. And then did you start getting into all like the manifestation books and the Abraham Hicks? And is that when the world sort of like opened up to you and you appreciated it? Books is all new. I really, I was more so watching videos and Mm -hmm. just truly tapping into my intuition And then I got a few books and then I got into NLP. Mm -hmm. It was just from then on out, it was just everything. It was all I was consuming. And then shout out to Gaia. (laughs) Every resource I ever could have wanted was on Gaia. So it was just really expansive. And again, my, you know, my grandma passed away, so I can't talk to her about like these things and learn from her, but my parents are still very well versed in law of attraction and energetics mm-hmm. so I can always just like bounce ideas off of them I have a supported environment that I came from in this field yeah yeah that makes sense that's amazing yeah everyone else thought I was crazy <laughs> and that's rough yeah I, it was tough like to have like actually I remember like having manifested so many things in my life like manifesting 
the move to Florida and the dream car and my boyfriend and modeling and like all these things that I wanted and like telling my friends and family, like I used the law of attraction for this. And like, I saw this exact thing and they literally looked at me like there is something seriously wrong with you. (laughs) It was really disheartening. And then eventually I had to get to this point where I was like, okay, well, I'm not here to convince anybody. Like, I'm not like if I waste my breath trying to convince another person to believe what I believe, it's not going to happen, you know? So then it sort of shifted to, well, I'm just going to be a resource for people who do want to learn about it and who don't think I'm crazy. And if other people do think I'm crazy, that's fine. They don't have to listen to the podcast and the blog and all of that. Shedding the weight that's not meant for you. Mm Mm-hmm makes room for the weight that is meant for you. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. But you don't really want anyone in your life who is going to judge you. Yeah. Or especially like let let your manifestations be the only converse thing you have to do. The only yeah. convic- convincing that needs to be done is through what you're calling in. Yeah. People can choose to see it any way they want. And they can yeah. choose to see it. Yeah. You don't have to see it from jealousy. Yeah. You can have that too. Mm-hmm. You can be an expander or you can use it to shut you down. So Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Good luck. Oh, that's so true. Another thing I wanted to talk to you about is you have mentioned a couple times to me, and I'm really interested in talking about this on the podcast. You mentioned that you manifest through music. I love this story. <laughs> can you explain this? Because yeah, I feel like yeah. you can't be the only person that's manifesting to music. And I think this is just such a beautiful story to teach you about also being conscious of what you're absorbing and what you're listening to and what you're putting into your subconscious mind. Yep. This is a, <laughs> uh, this is a lesson learned. Mm-hmm. It was so funny, but I was, I've been so excited to do this with you. And Another shout out to Walter. We were ta- I was talking to him this morning and I said, yeah, we're going to talk about the music story. Like, it's a thing now. Like, people meet me and they're like, whoa, what's what's your music story? Like, let me hear it again. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> I've always been deeply connected with music. Mm-hmm. So for this example, what happened was I was in my relationship and it was amazing mm-hmm. literally like all is good everything's great and um I had this playlist and it's called BRB crying in the shower <laughs> and it's my sad girl songs and you didn't tell me what it was called that's so funny well I am very specific <laughs> on what I named my playlist and that's what it was for so I had this playlist and Again, like I know about law of attraction and stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm not understanding that it plays into every part of our lives. Mm-hmm. And again, it's different for everyone. So yes, no matter what you listen to, it's going in your subconscious mind. I was making music very conscious in my life. So I was very invested mm-hmm. in songs. I loved when I could hear a song and it could put me in that emotional state. Yeah. I was like, wow, what a great song. And mm-hmm. I, that is powerful. I still believe that is a very powerful thing. Yeah. But let's watch what we're giving power to. Yeah, yeah. Because one day I'm 
leaving, like my boyfriend at the time and I were driving home. We went for a run. That shows you how much I loved him. <laughs> and we have a really similar taste in music. And he's showing me a few new songs. And one of the songs is called June. And I really liked the beat of it. I thought it was really good. And ironically, I'm like listening along to the lyrics, trying to see, you know, if I can get triggered because I love looking for that. Yeah. And the lyrics to this song, just a part of it, say, I don't know how we got so far away from what I had in sight. Are you going to sleep tonight? I don't know where this is going to be a year from now or how it's even going to be tonight. Then he goes in to say, ain't it funny how I wanted this all my life? Ain't it funny how I got it here and it don't seem right? Ain't it funny how I fell in love and then came June? And I remember, I can put myself back in that moment because I was sitting in the seat looking out the window and I was like, damn. Yeah. Like, Ouch. Mm-hmm. And I was like, instantly added to BRB crying in the shower. <laughs> like, this is a jam. <laughs> um, at that same exact time, one of the other songs that was heavy in my rotation was a song called July. Mm-hmm. Noah Cyrus and the whole premise behind that song is more so like she says in the chorus find someone that loves you better than I do darling I know because you remind me every day that I'm not enough but I still stay mm. another one I'm like ouch like get it girl <laughs> like damn <laughs> you know me and my perfect relationship like singing these songs wild yeah the last song that I'll give an example to, because there were many, is a song called August that, again, I found with him that day we're driving home from running. And that song just starts saying, August, honey, tasted sweeter with you. And it was just saying, you know, calling back old memories and saying that they were sweet back then. Mm-hmm. So I want to say this was like April when I found these songs. And... June comes along. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it at the time. I didn't know it until maybe like November of this last year. But I kid you not. I mean, I just read you the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I manifested those exact songs. And those songs are called June, July, and August. Mm-hmm. And my June, July, and August were those exact months. It was like hell on earth. My mm-hmm. relationship did a 360. And part of it was because emotions help you manifest instantly oh yes mm-hmm. instantly mm-hmm. that is why there's so many techniques yeah. because it's saying hey what can help your emotions really right pull you yeah into this? exactly well music was mine but I was using it in an ineffective way because mm-hmm. those songs were I, I invest myself in them yeah that's just it somebody I'm sure a billion other people listen to those songs and didn't have those months but yeah. I invested myself in those songs And I manifested those songs. Yes. So it is very powerful and a lesson on what we take in. But since my relationship was perfect at that time and then went Mm -hmm. to shit, that was also the same time that I scripted for the very first time. So that was a lesson for me in truly taking responsibility for what you said. Mm -hmm. Because I scripted the relationship that I wanted. And it wasn't about him. It wasn't about anyone specific. It was about how I wanted to feel and, you know, the kind of father that father figure that I want for Landon and my future children, like very specific heartfelt things for me. 
and my relationship was perfect. Everything was great. When I scripted, everything shifted. Mm. Everything shifted out of nowhere. But that's just it. When you manifest and you embody and believe and put forward that you want to become the best version of yourself, anything that is not in alignment with the best version of yourself will fall off. Yes. Mm -hmm. A lot of people take that and they say, oh, well, clearly this isn't working. Like, screw this. I had no choice. Yeah. I I messed this lesson up very, very many times, Mm -hmm. but I, uh, I had to come to an understanding that I don't know what's best, but I have to trust what's happening in this moment. Mm -hmm. Things aren't meant for you. You're going to fall off. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Oh my gosh. I love that you shared all of that. That's just (laughs) such a crazy story to me. Yeah, but it's oh uh, my goodness. I skip those songs now. Yeah. I don't really listen I don't listen to that playlist now. Right. But I remember I was like going through your Instagram story one day and you were posting this sad song, man. You were listening to this really sad song. I was like, I will come over there. (laughs) I was I've been very big on dancing to heal and move my body okay. and connect with my body. Yeah, but now are you embodying those sad songs and putting them in your cells? Is that what's happening? Hey, I got called out, okay? <laughs> I was crying to driver's license. And you know what? I'm just going to say it. I manifested that song too. Uh-huh. Oops. <laughs> Oops. I knew the second I heard it, I was going to, I was like, don't do it, Risa. Like this song, it's a trigger for you. Yeah. And mama it was yeah so I posted a video dancing like moving my body and I don't like come up with a dance I just move my body where my emotions move it like I just intuitive dancing yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it's been very healing but I also you know I did post that song on like three other things that day and you're on my private story (laughs) so that's why you got to see all of them and you did everyone's like damn like yeah girl move your body and then I get a message from Heather and she's like are you listening to sad songs again right now because I will come over and I was like you know what this is another like proof that this is a yeah. manifestation come true friendship because I need somebody to call me on my shit and yeah, like be yeah. in alignment to be able to do that right yeah yeah that's so true and you know like it is weirdly satisfying to just like be sad you know like like some days you're like you know what I just want to listen to sad music and cry you know like some days like we just need to express that emotion that's okay but honestly I used to do that with music too when I was a teenager like I would just listen to songs that just like triggered me in some kind of way and those were the songs that I would listen to because they brought forth so much more emotion so it was just more interesting more satisfying to listen to that music but we do have to be conscious of that and not allow ourselves to like sink into that because even if it's like even if you do enjoy the song like you can take it to that point where now you're embodying that frequency you know and when I was trying to manifest um, more of like this career and stuff back when I was working at my full-time job I would listen to such happy inspiring music in the morning. And that was how I started my day driving to work. And I would make sure that I would sing them and all that kind of stuff. So I'd be like beaming and I'd feel vibrant and I'd feel more excited and more creative um, because that helped me to manifest. So if you can navigate all of these things, I mean, 
it's easier if you have a coach, but if you can go through your life and be like, okay, I'm going to delete that. I'm going to do an overhaul of my playlist. I'm going to clean out my apartment. I'm going to start eating this instead of that. You do see this shift because you've literally energetically shifted your body and your environment. So now you're in alignment with what you actually want to call in. Yes, you're making the subconscious conscious. Mm -hmm. You are taking responsibility for the things in your environment. You're taking responsibility for what you're listening to and Mm -hmm. putting your emotions into. Yeah. That's amazing. I have happier playlists now. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Around specific things. Like I have one playlist of all like love songs and Mm -hmm. I will go on Pinterest and I have a, I have private um, Pinterest boards that are around certain like specific things like career things. So I'll listen to my playlist. That's all like, get it girl. Like Mm -hmm. go after it kind of things. Like that's all like, get it, get it, get it. (laughs) (laughs) And then you just like see me like dancing and like getting uh into it and on my Pinterest board because, but that's it. Like getting yourself into the emotion, the energetic alignment with what Mm -hmm. you're calling in. It's so powerful and music is amazing, an amazing tool for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I do the private Pinterest board thing too. I love that. It's amazing. It's the perfect place to do a vision board. Yeah, if we can find our matching picture, that's well, yeah. even better. <laughs> like, oh so my crazy. gosh, that was another cool little synchronicity. You and I both had the same photo on our vision board. And that was a story I told you of how I manifested Matt. And like, to me, a healthy, like what was symbolic of a healthy relationship was this photo that I found of this couple cooking eggs together in the morning. And he was like standing behind her, hugging her. And I was just in such an emotionally abusive, toxic relationship that like, we just didn't have those sweet moments like that, you know? And I was like, look at them. They're so happy. They're healthy. They're in their kitchen. They're just cooking together. Like that's such a normal happy thing to do in a relationship. And I saved that photo and recently recreated the photo for my blog too. And I was telling you that story and you had the same photo on your vision board too. I love that. That's amazing. And we had the same tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. And all the same, like, yeah, all the same tattoos that we wanted to get. Um, you and I both want, like, I want a snake tattoo. You have a snake tattoo. I want a butterfly tattoo. You just got your butterfly tattoos. <laughs> and like specific ways that we're getting them. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh huh. Like similar placements and stuff like that. It's really interesting. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it so yeah, much. Yeah, it was so meant to be. So I'm curious, do you do something to manifest friendships? Is there a different like technique or I don't I know. Feel like I really didn't do anything specific to call it in and isn't that like another thing is when Mm -hmm. we release it Mm -hmm. and like I'm very big on if I don't know specifics I say this or something better yeah just energetic alignment Mm -hmm. and I just put that forward I really wanted you know friends on my level that again like you can call me on my shit but like from a good place Mm -hmm. you aren't the friend who's gonna say oh well they're the worst and Mm -hmm. they're just like those really unhealthy things that Mm -hmm. friends say to each other yeah that I don't want that Mm -hmm. I want genuine space held for me because that is what I give someone else and Mm -hmm. that was another thing that you and I had talked about recently is just 
outgrowing some friendships and that's okay. Mm -hmm. You have been everything and more and I appreciate it so much. I couldn't have asked for you. I couldn't have. I like, I mean that I could not have dreamt of the people in my life right now. I truly find myself like saying like, pinch me, I'm dreaming. Even in my rock bottoms right Mm. now, it's like, man, like I am healing and I am growing and I see myself in this feeling right now and I am loving myself through it. And that's the difference. Mm -hmm. Any other time I was in a rock bottom, I did not love myself through it. Yeah. Now I'm loving myself through it and I have space held for me and it makes all the difference. So the universe you know, I, I release it to the universe. This or something better. Like I'm stepping into the best version of myself and I want to call things in that are in energetic alignment with that. And mm-hmm. that was you. Oh my gosh. I almost cried when you were talking. <laughs> <laughs> I started tearing up a little bit. That was so sweet. It was surreal. Driving here was very surreal. I was like, I'm really doing this right now. Yeah. Like, it's been amazing. I'm yeah. so excited because I see just like so much for you and it's so expansive to be in your energy. Mm. So I love it. And yours too. I was like, I felt like that instant like connection when we met, like even over the Instagram DMs, I was just like, we're going to be friends. <laughs> and we only said like a couple words to each other really. And then as soon as we met um, in person at the event too, like we just instantly connected and you just felt like someone, I was like, I want her in my life. (laughs) I'm not letting her go now. I was so excited. I was literally like an hour and a half late to getting ready for a gala that I had that night. And Mm -hmm. I was like, screw it. Like, this is my makeup from, you know, a few hours ago. Mm -hmm. I'm not even like, I'm just going to throw my dress on and go because Mm -hmm this is where I needed to be. Like I was so happy. Mm -hmm. That was amazing. I know we were having such great conversations that day with so many women who were like spiritual. I mean, it was at a manifestation event. So we were just like totally vibing. (laughs) It was amazing. And then everything has been amazing since Mm -hmm. we connected. You can't explain it, but when you are in a situation that you know is a universe thing, It's like day and night. Yeah. Day and night. It just happens and it just flows. And Mm -hmm. it's so exciting. My son, he always, every night before bed, I can't read a story once. We have to read it multiple times. Mm -hmm. And that's how I feel like I am with you. I'm like, just tell me, tell me your stories again. Yeah. (laughs) Because I love it. You're so Uh inspiring. So. Oh, that's so sweet. It's cool to have a friendship that like you have a lot of fun and you're growing at the same time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're not just like drinking or whatever. Like you're just having genuine fun, like being with that person, being in their energy. And, you know, I'm just thinking back to when I started listening to these like spirituality podcasts and stuff, and I really wanted to create this life for myself, doing this type of work and having a group of friends that was really inspiring I would hear these podcasts and honestly, it was really triggering hearing girls talking the way we are and like about how amazing their friendships were. Like it honestly really upset me. And I was like, how are people finding these friendships, you know? And it was so frustrating to me. And part of it, 
like, I just want people to know, like listening, like if they might be going through this right now, like part of it was accepting the fact that I have to release people that are not the type of friend that I want to call in because, you know, it's not so much as like, oh, that person is like toxic or whatever, but like, it's, you have to make space in your life if you want that other thing to come into your life. You know, it's kind of like the client you were telling me about that is trying so desperately to manifest a relationship, but is constantly hooking up with people every day. And it's like, well, the universe is not going to give you what you want until you make that space in your life to call in something new. And I had to be pretty lonely for a while and wait until I found my tribe. And a lot of that was also putting myself out there and going to different events and not being afraid to like ask someone to go get coffee and um, go to different networking events and stuff like that. So I just want anyone to know who might be listening that's like thinking, well, I don't have this friendship and like, I want to have friendships like this. Like it is possible, you know, and if we manifested each other, they can manifest their tribe too. Absolutely. And the timing that you need to, in the ways that you need to, Mm -hmm. it's so wild. All of it is so it's a wild manifestation. (laughs) It truly is. (laughs) And it's so, um, like, there's so many factors that had to play into us meeting. Oh, yeah. It's a million different things. Mm -hmm. But that was all happening in the background, Mm -hmm. naturally, to get us here. Yeah. Because I remember you telling me the story of, like, oh, I was listening to this podcast, and then Lauren was interviewed on the podcast, and then that led me to... Lauren's podcast and then Lauren's Instagram and then she shared your story and I was like wow imagine if you just like chose a different podcast to listen to that one day exactly we would have never met exactly it's yeah. the little things and it's it's so insane and I never mm-hmm. I had I hated driving mm-hmm. <laughs> so if it wasn't for my you know last relationship where I had to do a lot of driving mm-hmm. I never would have come over here yeah I'm like nope like that's more than 10 minutes away I don't think so uh-huh. so it's like all these little things that prepare you for yeah. what's to come and I don't love to say everything happens for a reason and you know people are like oh I can only learn a lesson through the hard stuff yeah it's kind of a choice like you can mm-hmm. learn it the easy way or it will repeat until you learn it the hard way yeah well us human beings tend to learn better through the hard things yeah. that's just how it works you know that yeah I'm trying. <laughs> like we'll see we'll uh-huh. see what comes but yeah yeah that's so true um I have heard a lot of like spiritual teachers talking recently about how you can learn certain lessons but it's almost like you have to become conscious of it you have to become aware of it and you can't be in that place where you're only going to recognize a problem like if things aren't going well you know what I mean and you want to be able to appreciate things and recognize things not from that place of like being in hardship you know where it's like then you're forced to look at it and typically we like to ignore things unless we're forced to look at it, which is why I think we learn so much better through hardship. But I'm trying to shift that too. It's yeah. something I'm definitely working on. Our awareness is crazy. And it's, I was listening to a podcast today and they were talking about neuroplasticity and they're saying how if you find $50 on the ground, mm-hmm. then 
you're like super excited about it for a little, but you'll most likely forget it by that night. But mm. if you lose $50, oh my gosh. you will think about it for weeks. Yeah. And it's funny because the day I met you was an amazing day. Mm-hmm. We, that was another thing we connected on when you wrote me um, yeah. back was because that was the day I posted that the author of Pussy had written me and I was freaking out. Mm-hmm. I was so excited. So I had the author reach out to me. I met you. We talked about the book club. It was like all these amazing things kept happening to me mm-hmm. that day. And then before I went to bed, one thing happened that, you know, it's small, but it like affected me. I give myself that. I honor my feelings. So it made me sad. And it was almost like that one sad thing took away every amazing thing that happened that day. Mm -hmm. But again, I am finally in a place where I can identify that and choose a different definition to all of that. And I was like, so proud of you too, because you were just like, Hey, I recognize that I did this thing. And then I shifted it. Mm -hmm. And like you did, you know, what Gabrielle Bernstein calls a choose again method, which is like to recognize something to forgive yourself and then choose again, like choose a different thought pattern. And like that you had gotten to that point where you're like, I'm not going to let myself spiral from this, you know, but at the same time, like you also recognize like, Hey, it affected me. And that made me feel this type of way. And I'm human and that's okay. And I feel like that story is just like the perfect balance because so often we hear people like emotionally bypassing or they do the other thing where they just let themselves go down the spiral. and <laughs> Like they, they let one thing affect their entire day and choose how they feel about the entire day. Absolutely. Like things happen mm-hmm. and that's okay. But you choose what defines your day. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, like what I tell my clients all the time, it's so funny to hear this answer because I say, okay, tell me what your definition of a beautiful life is. Mm-hmm. It's like this house and this car and this spouse and mm-hmm. this much money in the bank. And I'm like, that's cool. Those are amazing things, Mm -hmm. but a life is defined by the days in it. So Mm -hmm. it's the culmination of those days. You cannot have a beautiful life Mm -hmm. without making beautiful days. Some Mm -hmm. days are absolutely going to suck, but what beautiful thing can you pull from every day? Is it just your cup of coffee? Mm -hmm. Is it just that shower? Awesome. Let that define your day. That is not invalidating the pain that you are feeling. Mm. but it is taking your power back from what you are feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Cause what we tend to do is we have sucky days, but we want a beautiful life because we, I wrote about this in my ebook. Like we don't prioritize joy and we don't prioritize happiness because we're like, well, I have to do this right now, you know? And like I talked about, it was, um, it was an ebook about creating a mindful morning routine and how we go about our morning and we're like, okay, like I, I need to get ready for work. I need to do this. Now I need to brush my teeth. Now I need to make the coffee. Now I need to go do that. Like your mind is just like constantly going with all these things that you have to do. So we're starting our days from this frantic, frantic energetic space, right? But when we actually prioritize joy in the mornings, all of a sudden, then you start prioritizing it randomly throughout the day. And we do like, we are meant to experience joy, you know, like people think that we are meant to just do things and accomplish things. But like, what's the point if you're not happy? 
what's the point if you're not taking that moment to sit down and enjoy that cup of coffee or like put your phone down and have like a real conversation with your significant other? What's the point? Absolutely. And mm-hmm. it's the choice. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be that we, we bring moments from the past. Like this is what helps me identify like, wow, does time exist? Like, where are we with this? Because we're bringing the past into every single day and letting mm-hmm. the past call the shots on our future. Yeah. I don't think so. It yeah. doesn't have to be like that. So identifying that and healing that is mm-hmm. so important. I mean, whether you watch it consciously manifest or not, just like we can shed some of the pain that we carry yeah. every single day. Yeah. Even if you're not trying to manifest. No, just mm-hmm. to get your joy back. This is a society yeah. of everybody either having depression or anxiety. Yeah. And I understand and I respect that because I've been there. And mm-hmm. but like I said, even in my rock bottoms right now, I don't let it define me. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge the feelings that come up and I sit with it. I don't try to brush it off. I sit with it, but I don't build a home from the pain and yeah. live in that either. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's so true. And, you know, one thing I've been thinking about is, have you noticed that people like to do this, um, like, comparison? Like, I have it worse with each other. Oh, my gosh. Have you seen that, like, sick game people are playing where it's just like, oh, my gosh, like, this group of people has had it worse throughout history or, like, I've experienced more trauma than that person. You know, like, you are just choosing to live your life in pain and live your life in the past. And I had one client who talked about how like he had something traumatic happen to him and it wasn't really anything that crazy. Like people have had worse things happen to them, but for some reason he was in this like victim mindset where he was like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to anybody. And I carry more trauma than almost anybody else. And I was like, this is really weird, but I wasn't in that place yet where I learned a lot about trauma and like the inner child and stuff like that. So I don't think I worked with that specifically on him, but I noticed how when he started telling me about things that were going on, he was in that place and he was in this victim mindset. And that's like the very first thing that you have to deal with in order to move forward. Yes. It's Mm -hmm. all those needs from a child, Mm -hmm. like from childhood that you you know, needed or wanted, whether you had a great childhood or not. Mm-hmm. And you're just continuing to ask for those same things through the rest mm-hmm. of your life. But you have to, you have to identify that you have to sit with that. And it's very infuriating <laughs> to hear the blatant disrespect that people have when they hear the word trauma. And mm. I never really identified that until recently. Um, and the anger that it brings up in me is something that I'm, you know, healing as well. But I've had somebody tell me like, you had a great childhood. Like, who are you? Like, I was saying that, man, I feel so held and supported and we bonded over this. And they're like, you have a great life. Like, what are you crying over? And I agree. Oh, wow. I have a wonderful life, Mm -hmm. but there is some serious trauma that's gone on Mm -hmm. and who are you to say anything yeah Mm -hmm. 
that it is we cannot judge one another yeah we have to just see things with love and grace and if if you really can't take that person like if it's just like causing a lot of disharmony between the two of you if it's affecting your energy like we said before just cut it loose mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be malicious but cut it loose but don't judge mm-hmm. who are you to judge another journey that you are not on yeah yeah I know I hate it when people like say oh like something like I grew up with was um like my parents and adult figures always being like well you have no idea how bad I had it and like this happened to me and that happened to me therefore your life is considered to be perfect compared to my childhood so you have nothing to be upset about and that's just so crazy to me because you don't know the half of it yeah you don't know how your words affect someone else. Mm-hmm. You don't know anything about it. You yeah. can just do your best. Mm-hmm. Put your best intention out there. And yeah. if it's received, amazing. If not, move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So another thing that I haven't asked you yet today, the 333. <laughs> we got to talk about the 333. I love it. So I feel like whenever I see you in my head, I just see 333 now. That's my favorite. Yeah, because you have the 333 necklace. You have the tattoo. It's on your Instagram. Did you just start a podcast too? Is that that official? And it's called Elevate 333, correct? Yes. Awesome. Business name, the website, everything. Yeah. Oh, we have to talk about that still. Okay. So tell me about the meaning of the 333. So I love angel numbers and... This is actually uh, something that I've been working through a lot lately, but three was always my grandma's number two. Mm-hmm. So it was always something that every time I saw it, I was like, oh, this is, I can feel her. Mm-hmm. I can feel the energy. I can feel the support and love. Um, so it's always brought me a lot of like comfort and peace and just like an amazing feeling. And I loved it. So I carried it close with me and I love that it's become such an identifying factor for me. It's become part of your brand. Yeah. (laughs) Like it is people like, oh, like that's the girl with the threes. Like I see your tattoo. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because when people see my 333 tattoo, I get two reactions. Mm -hmm. They either say, oh, half evil. And to this day, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten that and I still don't know what to say when people say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just like kind of awkwardly laugh and like we call it a day. Yeah. Or they know angel numbers. And then mm-hmm. we have this amazing conversation. Because yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, like my people, you can find me now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can connect. So uh-huh. yeah, 333 is like my thing. And it's kind of my way of combining my grandma into my business because mm-hmm. She is just a core to who I am as a person, and mm-hmm. her support is felt throughout everything I do. Mm-hmm. And this is my way of honoring and respecting that, and just like she got me here. Yeah. So I love honoring her through that. Mm, that's so true. And what about angel numbers in general? I think this is a topic I haven't talked about on the podcast yet. So you're going to be our first angel number expert. Well, good, because I have a lot to say. Can you, can you explain it? Good. Can you explain angel numbers to us for people that might be new to this? Yes, I can. Okay. So angel numbers are repeating numbers. 
Okay. And they don't always have to be consecutive. Like some people find ages. And they also don't always have to be repeating. Usually. Sometimes people have weird numbers where yeah. they're like, oh, mine is six, seven, eight, or mine well, is yeah, 12, exactly. 12, or like something. You can have yeah. like a one, two, three, four, but like mm-hmm. usually, like everyone has like a lucky number. Yeah. But usually yeah. an angel number is two or more. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of a form of synchronicities, like mm-hmm. whatever that may be for us. And they're beautiful and they're an opportunity for us to tap into our intuition. A lot of people don't do that. And it's such a trigger for me that I'm healing Mm -hmm. because when you see an angel number, you can look up on your phone Mm -hmm. what it means. Yeah. And out of the 9,437,008 different resources that you find, (laughs) you will find a billion Uh, reasons behind why you saw that number yeah but it Mm -hmm. is an opportunity for us to say what do I feel like this is Mm -hmm. so that's what I do every time I see an angel number that I'm like what does this feel like to me and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's like safety I feel safe sometimes Mm -hmm. it's something's coming this is exciting Mm -hmm. they mean whatever you feel like they mean yeah but it's exciting it's a synchronicity Mm-hmm. And once you open yourself up to them, you're adding that filter to your subconscious mind. You will see them everywhere. Yeah. And it's really exciting. I find yeah. a lot of peace in them. Yeah, absolutely. I know I do too. It was, oh, it was so funny. I remember I shared this, I reshared this little meme on Instagram one day and I got so many reactions from it and you loved it too but it was like the little baby from Family Guy Mm -hmm. and it said something like oh when you're like freaking out about whatever like really stressed out but you see 333 on the clock and he's like pouring a martini he's like eh I'm fine literally (laughs) me but what was the other thing that I posted the other day that you reacted to when it was like that thing it was like yeah, guys will text a girl at two 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 three four 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 to be like, oh yeah, the universe sent me. And I was like, that is scary. Yeah, because I would buy into that. Yes, <laughs> so exactly. Like- and it, you know, I actually talked to Matt's best friend. <laughs> who is notorious for doing things like this. Like he likes to, he likes to be very open with me about the ways he has um, tricked women and stuff like that. Like he's very casual about this stuff with me. And I asked him like, Hey, like, have you ever done this? He's like, Oh yeah. He's like, yeah, I've definitely, he's like, I would actually like lead up the conversation to like send like really flirtatious or like a meaningful text at 11 11 like almost exact like exactly so that she would think it was like a sign from the universe and I was like that's really messed up so be weary ladies (laughs) don't fall for it but I was like flipping the situation Mm because my friend wrote me and he is amazing Trey shout out Mm -hmm. he's he said, he's like, yeah, like guys totally do that. And he gave this great explanation behind it. And I said, as much as I want to be mad about that, women do the same thing in regards to if we see a sports team, we're like, oh my God, I love the Bucks. Like yeah, yeah. touchdown. <laughs> like we just like bullshit. Oh, like that's your favorite band. Like same. I yeah. love it so much. You know, like, I've actually, I thought about this. You sent me this message and I sat with this. <laughs> Okay, so I sat with this for like a week. I wanted to see how I really felt about this comparison, Risa. Okay. All right, let's go. <laughs> I disagree with you. Okay, good. So I, I, I agreed for like the first like 
like 30 minutes I was processing this and I was like, no, I don't feel like it's the same because I feel like it's tapping into something spiritual where they feel like it's a sign from their guides in the universe. And I think that that would actually cause women, not just that, but other things like this would cause women to be like, well, I'm going to ignore that red flag because I'm seeing all these numbers and my intuition is telling me that I'm with the right person and I'm where I'm supposed to be. So I feel like that could be like a way to sort of manipulate women into thinking like, this is the person, even though it's not, and it might cause them to not really, I don't know, not really like, what's the words I'm looking for? It's like they're sort of disregarding how they feel a little bit or thinking like, well, like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna ignore it because I think I'm supposed to be here. And I think this is part of my soul's journey or something like that. Yeah, like tapping into something that they're truly connected with instead of just an interest. Yes, yeah, exactly. I Mm -hmm. used angel numbers when I was going through really difficult moments in my relationship. Like I would use like, all right, like, staring at the clock until it's three to three. I'm like, all right, it's good. It's good. We're good. It's all good. Like everything's <laughs> fine. And even uh-huh. sometimes it's very rare, but it seemed like anytime we were having a problem, mm-hmm. he would talk about something that I was interested in mm-hmm. and really want to know something about things that I'm interested in. And I was um. like, damn, maybe like, you know, this is where maybe I'm doing like I was mm-hmm. really disassociating from my body because the innate knowing was in my body the whole time. Mm-hmm. But I was disassociating so much mm-hmm. that I was looking for excuses to validate myself. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, we just have to be intentional, like really like tune into our body. Yeah. And see how we feel about things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, that was kind of a tangent from the whole angel number thing. That was a good one. I needed to hear that. And I appreciate that you sat on it. Yeah. I, I really wanted to see how I felt about it. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't sure. Cause I, I don't know if I responded to you or not. I'm not sure. I was thinking about it. it. No, but we're not. But the energy is there. So <laughs> yeah. it's safe. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's so funny. See, I don't need a yes man friendship. I need expansion so this is so Mm -hmm. just another icing on the cake yeah yeah I loved what you said though about like don't just look up the number like see what it means for you but this actually has been coming up for me this week I've been reflecting on the angel numbers that I saw at different points in my life and I remember during the time of my life when I was in college and started going through a spiritual awakening. And I was like, oh, okay, I think I'm meant to do this type of work. And I started sort of like breaking through a little bit, not where like, of course, I wasn't anywhere where I am now, you know, I still had so much work to do, but I was interested in spirituality. And I was starting my blog, and I was starting to become really passionate about these topics. And I was seeing 1111 everywhere. And I was seeing um, sevens a lot, especially when I then went into my first full-time job and I would see them constantly, especially when I was driving to and from work. I would always see 1111s, even in random things, and I would see sevens all the time. And that kind of became symbolic to me of like a bridge because I was seeing that number right when I was like graduating college 
And then right when I was transitioning out of this full-time job and deciding to pursue this career. And then I was seeing one, two, three, four when I was building my business and doing a lot of like backend stuff and a lot of administrative and figuring out what is my business exactly going to look like, how much of this is going to be courses, how much of this is going to be content or coaching. And that really just became like a symbol to me, like you're on the right path and you're taking these steps and sort of like this period of like working and setting the foundation and making sure everything is set. And then very, very recently, once I like got all of that set and I was like, okay, this is exactly what I'm doing. And I felt very sure of the work that I was doing and my coaching containers and stuff. I all of a sudden started seeing my birthday. 714. And I never saw my birthday before. And, you know, I'm very aware of numbers and stuff like this, like you and I both are. I never saw it. So then I reflected back on it and it just became like this symbol to me that I was sort of fulfilling my life's purpose now and very symbolic of like my soul's journey and accomplishing my soul's mission and really just related to like my personal work in the direction that I'm going. So you're not always going to find that in a blog, you know, and it might not always be apparent to you right away. But one piece of advice I learned recently was whenever you are seeing these numbers to write them down in your notes app and to explain like what you think that it's meaning in that moment or what you were actually thinking of when you saw that number. That way you can start to recognize the pattern like, hey, I was thinking about this. And every time I think about that thing, I see an angel number, you know? I love that. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. a really good idea because, you know, sometimes they can slip away so easily. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. We, We gave our power away to everything. So calling it back in has been such a basis of what we're talking about today, but I have a lot of clients who, when it's like Mercury retrograde, for example, they're like, all right, this is going to be the worst few weeks of my life, like bomb (laughs) shelter, let's get ready. Uh I have, um, I, I had a friend tell me a story of one of her friends she read the horoscope and she's like, this is going to be the worst day. Mm. And my friend, like at the end of that day, she was like, yeah, we had a great day. She's like, what are you talking about? This mm-hmm. was the worst day. They shared that day together, but they saw yeah. different things because the filters we put in our mind. Mm-hmm. Let's start seeing if we look up the angel number. Yeah. Use it as a reference. If we get a reading from someone, use it as a reference. Mm-hmm. The horoscope, you're now aware of the energetics at play. Mm-hmm. And now you know the energetics, so mm-hmm. you can either manipulate it by, all right, I didn't really like that, so I'm going to keep that in mind for how I go about my day mm-hmm. and try to reframe that if anything comes up. Or, oh, yeah, I love that. Guess I'm in energetic alignment. Like, yeah. let's go. We don't have to give our power over to this is what it is, period. Yeah. You still have a say in all of it. Mm-hmm. I love that you said that. And it just reminds me of so many conversations that I've had with different healers and coaches that I've worked with. Like some of them can be very forceful and I'm very um, conscious to not do that with people where they're like, oh no, this is what this means, or this is what you have to do, you know? And I finally had to get to that point where 
I really trusted myself and I wouldn't allow myself to be pushed around and I wouldn't allow myself to think like, oh, well, this person, it like probably knows better than I do for myself, you know? And I really had to just like realize that these different, this different input that I was getting was a resource. It was a reference. It was something that I can refer to, you know, but just because one person has this opinion or tells you to do something doesn't necessarily mean that that's the truth for you. Yes, absolutely. Like Mm -hmm. all choice, like believe it or not, we are responsible yeah, we have a say in everything, and yeah. even, whether we give our power away or not, mm-hmm. the responsibility still falls back on us. It is not the horoscope's fault that you had a bad day. Right. Yeah, it's still yours, even yeah. though it's easier to say, "Well, this person made me do this, and this is what did this." It's still you at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. So if you think that, you know, the tarot cards say you're going to die or something like that, (laughs) don't just be like, I'm going to die. Like, yeah, like you can read the tarot book and Mm -hmm. they give you examples of what the meaning is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if it was, if a reading was just what the book says, Mm -hmm. then you could, then why would we have readers? You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. I had an amazing reading because she was tapped into the energy. So she wasn't reading the book like, let's look up what the judgment card means. Yeah. No, Mm -hmm. I could have done that myself. She was so in tune with the energy Mm -hmm. that she had a full story just from the cards, like Mm. intuition and being tapped into the energetics. Mm -hmm. And you can see that that's something that we develop over time and everyone has a different skill set. Yeah. But trusting your intuition and tapping into the energetics through your intuition in whatever way that may be for you. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And oh my God, expansion on every level. Yeah. Yeah. I just started doing, um, Oracle readings as like a little bonus, not tarot it's Oracle. Cause I feel like people are kind of scared of tarot because they don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fine. They're not there yet. Like I haven't really felt called to explore tarot, but I get like visions of the person as like, I'm like, I'm seeing something like I'm seeing like a snowball break or like a like glass ceiling shatter and stuff like that. Like it's sort of like in metaphors. And I do feel like that adds like a different layer when you're not just like, I'm just going to read what the book says, you know, but you really take time to like open your mind up, go into a meditative state and see like, what are you actually seeing? What are you actually feeling about this? Like, it's always just a guide, you know, like you have to trust yourself. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. I love that so much because there are, I mean, the universe is evolving. Yeah. So how can we say anything is this or that? Like, right. What feels right to you? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love mm-hmm. that. There's so much beauty around and there's so much clarity and healing around and it's just where we choose to direct our attention. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we also haven't talked about this new website yet. I haven't learned about it yet. Okay, so tell me what's what's going on in Reese's world? What's coming out? Are there any courses? Like tell me about this website. How what much can have you expired in my life since <laughs> like seriously? Like you have just elevated me (laughs) to such a new level 
I love having you in my life. Um, yeah, so I was dreading getting the website started. I made a post on this yesterday. Mm-hmm. You laughed at it, like with love. Yeah. You were like, this girl. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, because you were like, I don't know why I was dreading it, because yeah. I thrived on Tumblr, and I thrived on, was Neopets. it Neopets? Yeah. Yes. Uh, my uh-huh. Neopets had like a custom like little like mouse and everything like yeah. it was done to the max. Uh-huh. I my Tumblr honestly deserved awards. <laughs> so well done. So I don't know why I was like was so scared of the idea of a website. It's so fun. It's so fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just that's all I do mm-hmm. lately. It's just like yeah. mess around on my website. I love it. It's like I love it so much. Mm-hmm. I, it's very basic. I don't really feel called to do any courses or anything right now. It's more so a landing page for, you know, potential clients or the clients that I already have. It's just kind of an introduction to what my business is, what my services are, Mm. who I am. And, um, it just helps like feel out my energy because Mm -hmm. Instagram, I don't, I'm sorry. I've tried it. I can't, I can't buy into the algorithms rules. Yeah. It was causing me to be inauthentic. Yeah. So yeah. you can see that I have a business on Instagram, mm-hmm. but I can't post three times a day and I can't strategically sell and all of my messaging, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, be shamed for posting a selfie or a picture of my son because it's off brand. I'm over it. Yeah. If you want to see strictly the business side, I have a website for that. Yeah. And I love it. You can truly feel my energy from that. Yeah. And that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So it's been really exciting. I have blog posts that I've been writing on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to be writing some blogs for me too. Girl, which I'm super excited about. We have a lot to come. Like yeah. <laughs> I just feel so much expansion and it feels so good. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah. I just checked out your website too and saw what you did. Like the day you posted it. What is, what is the website again? Is it elevate 333? Does it match yes. the podcast elevate and stuff? Okay. Awesome. So you can check out the services and stuff there. Yes. All the services are listed. I updated it. You know, it's, it was it was a learning process. This is huge. Okay. So you, you made your website and you also made your LLC official, mm-hmm. didn't you? All things. Yeah. You were like you. really freaking out about that. I remember I was like, come on, you got this. You got this. That, it was holding me up. Yeah. Like just like the thought of it. I was like, I can't like, this is just like a big, it was just your own fear. It. Yeah. It, yeah. But the actual process of doing it is so easy. Yeah. And I wasn't mm-hmm. scared of the process I was scared of stepping yes are you ready to step into your potential yes exactly yeah yeah so that was you know I got that all squared away Mm -hmm. and now the website's going and I just feel very in alignment with business right now and how everything's going it's Mm -hmm. been a lot of fun I am so grateful for my clients Mm -hmm. and we'll see it's been really fun yeah so what's the vision for Elevate 333? There's what are lot. you working on? There are a lot of things. Right now, I am definitely completely tuned in to my clients. Mm-hmm. I want to start focusing a lot of energy on the divine feminine and divine masculine. Mm-hmm. 
there's a lot I'm called to with that. There's a lot I'm called to with divine sexuality and embodiment. Mm -hmm. It's the topic that I pushed away from the most. And I can't do it any longer because it just means way too much to me. I'm over being shamed about certain things and just doing things that I thought I had to do because that's like what society does. Yeah. And it just doesn't work for me and it never did. And I'm approaching my relationships and just my relationship with myself on a whole new level. I've never felt better Mm -hmm. in the middle of chaos. Like, believe it or not, I'm going (laughs) through one of the hardest things I've ever gone through right now. Mm -hmm. And you know, again, it's not spiritual bypass because I feel it when it comes, it comes in waves, but I'm just like, I know my worth mm-hmm. and I can't, I can't unsee it. Like you can't yeah. unsee this. You can't unhear it. Like once your eyes open, there's no going back. Mm-hmm. Um, And I can't push away from it any longer because I know that the things that I've gone through can help other people. Yeah. So this is what I want to talk about. Yeah. Oh, I love that you shared that because the thing that you're most scared to do is the thing that you most need Mm -hmm. to do. And the thing I was the most scared of was teaching on manifestation and (laughs) it fucking terrified me, like what people would think about it. And I remember like, I would literally think to myself, like my crazy fantasy for life was like winning the lottery, having millions of dollars and being able to like basically hide and like write books under an alias about manifestation so that no one would know it was me because I was like well I can't literally like teach on this like I can't actually speak about it people will think I'm crazy so I really really resisted it and I remember I was so freaked out posting my first ever Instagram post about manifestation my first ever blog post about manifestation And it was the thing that I was the most scared of. And I remember my friend Kara had to work with me for an entire day. And she literally like coached me and pulled back all the layers until I finally admitted to myself that it was what I wanted to do. And it was what I was actually meant to do. It's so insane how that happens. Yeah. It's literally like every time. Yeah. It's It's, everyone has the same story. Yeah. What you're most terrified of is what you most have to do. Yeah. It was, Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell you forever. Like when I first stepped into, all right, I, I want to do this. Like, this is what Mm -hmm. I'm called to do and I'm ready to do it. I didn't know what I wanted to speak on, Mm -hmm. but I knew that the one thing I didn't want to speak on is like relationships and dynamics of masculine energy and feminine energy, which just like to preface that has nothing to do with gender just mm-hmm. throwing that out there but yeah I was like I'm not going to talk about that and I'm definitely not going to talk about like sex and stuff and I'm like yeah no dude bring it on like yeah let's let's talk about it all day all <laughs> night like let's go yeah it's inspiring to me and it's the I could not tell you what I want to talk about only what I did it mm-hmm. lo and behold yeah yeah here we are <laughs> Well, I'm so excited to see all the content that you create about this because the women that I have learned about this from, I haven't like fully resonated with and fully connected with and felt really safe to explore those topics with. 
in the past. I My first introduction to it was the book Pussy mm-hmm. and absolutely loved that book, but I'm definitely interested in exploring more of that in the future. So I'm so excited for you and I'm so excited for this business, your new website. We're official. We're separating Ooh. our business finances from personal. Oh my God. Oh my Things are getting real over here. <laughs> like, hello, yes, business owner. How can I help you? Like, who who am I? Like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. So beautiful. When the universe moves, yeah, all the pieces come together. Yeah. You have to trust what's falling apart because yes, I finally have a soul level friendship that I've always wanted, and I have that here. Mm-hmm. I have an expander to talk about with like this kind of stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like not just like a friendship, but like spiritual connection. Yeah. But from that, I also have expansion in my business and all these other things. Like it's so wild. We can never dream up how abundant the yeah. universe is. Mm-hmm. The only people who say no, like it's just us. The universe is yeah. ready to give us if we are called to something, it is meant for us. Yep. Embody that. Yeah. Be grateful for that and tap in because if you're seeing it and you're excited by it, get ready because it's yeah. yours. It's already in your energetic environment. Mm-hmm. Get ready, baby. Yep. And it's what I yours. always say is like, you will never, ever, ever predict the how. So don't even put any limitations on yourself because that's the same thing that happened with me like with you meeting me happened with my friends like Sierra and Kara and like all of the sudden all these people came into my life and they weren't just incredible friendships, but they were also expanders and they also wanted to help me with my business. And they were also able to help me with all of these other things. Like my friend Kara that I mentioned, like I've been working on these different courses on manifestation and oils and all of this stuff. And she reached out to me yesterday for a market research call. And then she's like, hey, I actually want to work with you one-on-one and I want to develop your law of attraction course and I want to help you plan it and do everything for it. Um. (laughs) Would that be okay? And I was like, "Uh, (laughs) yes, that would be okay. I was like so excited. And like, that's just how it works. Like I would have never predicted that this person would become one of my closest friends and help me like create my freebie and create an email sequence and, you know, plan my website and plan my course and all of this stuff. So it's just crazy the way that everything works out and you will literally never, ever, ever be able to predict the how of it. Mm-mm. I couldn't, I couldn't, I can't mm-hmm. dream this big. Like, yeah. I dream very big, but this is exceeding all of it mm-hmm. and letting yourself press in to mm-hmm. how good that is yeah yeah absolutely oh my gosh we have to do like, <laughs> well I'm sure we're gonna do many in the meantime but we yeah. have we should do like yearly like I can't believe that was us then like yeah. look at us now because mm-hmm. there's just so much to come for us oh yeah oh my god Yep. I'm always like looking back and like being grateful for what I've manifested and like really embodying like, Hey, this is where I was. And this is what I've manifested. This is what I've called in. This is how much I've grown because we need to recognize our own wins and our own progress. And when you can be thankful and appreciative, 
you call in so much more. Exactly. And you mm-hmm. did that at the very beginning when I was talking to you and you said, I'm letting myself receive that. Like, mm-hmm. yes, let yourself receive that. Don't just brush off these compliments. Mm-hmm. Press into that. That feels good. Press in. Yeah. We let something someone said in second grade haunt us for the rest of our yeah. lives. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's like pouring their love to us and we're like, what? What was that? No. Like, yeah. Why? We're like, like, no, no, no. Yeah. Like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we're brushing away these little gifts and yeah. we're expecting more. Come mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Oh, I'm so thankful that we met Risa. <laughs> this, is, this is just the beginning too. Yes, it is. I'm excited. Well, thank you so much for being here today on Wild Manifestations. And where can people find you in the future if they want to be in touch with you? Well, we have this website for the business Mm -hmm. side of it that's Mm elevate333.com or on instagram it's all the things it's the business and the personal Mm -hmm. so that is risa r-i-s-a-l-i-n 333 that's my instagram that's where you can find me (laughs) awesome and the podcast is coming out soon and that will be elevate333 as well yes coming out soon very excited and that'll be on Mm-hmm. All the things, Spotify, Apple, but yes, yes, coming soon. Right, and you will be on there. I'm so, <laughs> I'm excited, so excited to share your story. Mm, I'm so excited. Well, as always, everything that we mentioned today will be in the show notes, any books that we mentioned, um, Reese's website and stuff like that. So you can find every single thing that we talked about there. Thank you so much for pressing play today. And Risa, thank you for being here. Thank you.